Good morning, Contrarians. It is Thursday morning, January 25th, around about 6.35 a.m. Well, stocks didn't do much yesterday at the end of it. Thought we'd be set up for a rally. The S&P did close higher, barely, by eight one-hundredths of a percent, which I guess technically qualifies as a new all-time high. But otherwise, things were quiet. Tesla, after the close, reported disappointing earnings, a major disappointment, and that stock is dropping now down about 8 or 9% in the pre-market. On the flip side, IBM was positive. Add it all up, and as we look at our board of indicators, things are pretty quiet. We have stock index futures basically unchanged, except for small caps, the Russell 2000 is up three-tenths of 1%. SP and NASDAQ flat. Commodities are showing some signs of life. We have WTI crude oil up another 1.5% to trade north of $76 a barrel. That is the highest level it's been in about a month. And copper is up just two-tenths of 1%. Bonds, seeing a few bids. The 10-year yield is down two basis points, so very few bids, to 4.16%, keeping in mind that yields move inversely to prices. So today is going to be about mostly GDP. Fourth quarter GDP prints at 8.30. The number we're looking for is an even 2% annualized growth. That is significantly below what we saw last quarter, which was 4.9%. Almost 5% the economy grew in the third quarter. And there's a GDP price index in here that is part of this, and even a PCE figure. We'll get more about on prices tomorrow with the PCE deflator, but this is kind of a preview. Obviously, this being a quarterly reading, it's less, uh, I don't want to say less reliable, but less, um, I don't know, uh, impressive than the uh, the monthly figures. But we do get that out at 8.30. And then this, at the same time, we get durable goods orders. And seeing how it's Thursday, we will get initial jobless claims at 8.30 as well. Last week, initial jobless claims were at their came in at their lowest level in almost a year. 187,000 claims, 187 last week. They're expecting 200,000 this week. But that is still low. And an indication that the economy is doing quite all right. If we aren't getting any reports of, uh, or many, all that many reports of jobless claims. Earnings, another big day for earnings. And these are starting to trickle in already. We have Nokia and OK. That is moving higher after the company announced a buyback program. We also had Dow Chemical beat on top and bottom line estimates, but that stock is uh, not really moving. Maybe the guidance wasn't that impressive. I'm looking here for some others that may have reported already. We're waiting to hear from, well, hold on, let me see here. No, it doesn't look like anybody else has reported quite yet. We are waiting to hear from American Airlines, Southwest Airlines, two big airlines there, Valero Energy, Valero, however you pronounce that, stock ticker VLO, Blackstone, BX, Sherwin-Williams, the paints company, SHW, a pretty good 
gauge of, uh, I guess, uh, economic growth somewhat because, well, I, you know, home building and, and home repairs and such, it's kind of like Home Depot. And then Northrop Grumman, NOC, we are, those are all reporting before the open at 930. After the close, Intel and Visa report. So GDP, I guess, I mean, this shouldn't really be a market-moving event just because it captures something that happened months ago, basically. Remember, this is a gauge of three months of economic growth, and it doesn't necessarily have much of an impact on what's to come. Having said that, there is obviously something called the rate of change that economists care about a great deal. So, but on a quarterly over quarterly, I mean... Who knows? It seems to be that this is more of a historical thing and, importantly, also psychological. Maybe if GDP was on a monthly, it would be more important. But, like I said, it is important psychologically. So we'll see what happens there. If it's anywhere near where it was in the third quarter, which was almost 5%, again, they're expecting 2%. So if it's anywhere near 5%, then you would expect that any expectations of Fed rate cuts will be moved back. Fed fund futures have moved from, they were initially showing a a, a chance of there being a rate cut at the Fed's meeting next week. That's out the window. There's basically 0% chance of that happening now, rightfully so. And then March, the March 20 meeting, that was then seen as being a good chance of Fed rate cuts that is now decreasing as well if you look at Fed Fund Futures. And the likelihood is now looking, they're now looking at the May meeting. Uh, that's according to Fed Fund Futures for a rate cut. You're going to want to watch Fed Fund Futures after this GDP print. If it comes in hot, then it would make sense that May would then become more questionable too. May rate cuts. Because it's just it's hard to justify rate cuts when the economy is growing at all much less at at 5%. I mean it's not going to be 4. Point, it's not going to be that presumably but even if it's 3 the the US is a developed economy. It's the most developed economy in the world presumably. And those kind of numbers are reserved for places like China which claims they have 5% but probably has more than like 2 or 3. Anyway, where that leaves stocks is anybody's guess. You would figure that at some point, if we keep getting if we keep getting strong economic figures and strong earnings, all the earnings I guess have been somewhat mixed. Teslas yesterday were awful, as I said. Not sure how much of an economic bellwether that is, but whatever. But you would think that if we keep getting uh, positive signs in the economy, then that would ultimately have the same effect as red fed rate cut hopes because and maybe even more so because you would think that economic growth is would trump lower interest rates uh, when it come at least for for the long-term prospect of stocks now if you start talking about fed rate hikes then it's a different story but nobody's talking about that maybe they should and if the gdp today comes in hot then maybe that talk will resurface because, frankly, right now, 
it doesn't look like any rate cuts should be justified in the short term. That can change over the next couple months, but so far January's data has been quite hot, quite positive, and it makes sense that futures traders are moving uh, out further in their expectations of a rate cut. Yeah, too bad about Tesla, but to put things in perspective, I mean, it's down 8% overnight, now trading at $191 a share. That is still well above its 52-week low. The 52-week low is 152152 set last spring, and so 191 to 152 still has a way to go, right? I don't know what that is in percentage terms. It's quite a bit. What is it, 20%? No. It's like it's like 40%. No, wait. It's like a quarter. It's like, yeah, okay. It's like 25, right? 191, whatever. It's a lot, okay? 40 bucks it needs to drop. Another 40 bucks to take out its 52-week low. So it's still good. Now, it doesn't, prospects aren't great, obviously. The news was very bad for Tesla. And that is, is going to drag, on, put a drag on the S&P because it is an S&P stock as well as, uh, obviously, NASDAQ. Anyway, gone on too long. It's well over nine minutes, so I'm going to shut up and leave it there. We'll be back here again tomorrow morning. Speak then. Bye.